Welcome to the Tales from the Crypt podcast. We are an actual play podcast featuring a revolving cast of players making our way through micro RPGs, highly narrative tabletop games, and the more popular and less known RPG systems from a wide variety of genres. Content may not be suitable for children, and content warnings can be found in the description. I'm Riley Groves, and I'll be your host, your guide, your GM on this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Previously, on Tales from the Crypt. The envoy removes his hands from this chaos goat's head, looks at each one of you and says, Well, we have the pathway. Now the only task is to get my cosmic cruiser back. Y'all said you could take care of that for me. Of course. We'd love to. So you guys go sneak onto the boat Mm -hmm. before the fireworks show, and then uh, Job does his magic tricks and you guys hear the sea shanties and abruptly as soon as they recognize that there's something going on outside and you hear quite a bit of commotion and the doors fly open and out onto the deck are about a dozen bone kind and the envoy says well we have made it for uh, all my information this is the soul collector's cosmic zoo we're going to go meet our friend over there and continue with our journey looking for the cats that you said you don't know where they are, right? I do not. They have not come through here. Where do they usually keep the new exhibits? They may be auctioned off. They may be with the soul collector herself. Hopefully not on the top floor. What is on the top floor? The top floor is exhibit 1495. You do not want to encounter exhibit 1495. Any particular reason why we don't want to encounter that particular exhibit? Exhibit number 1495 may send you into your worst nightmare over and over again until there is no way out. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Tales from the Crypt podcast. I am obviously Riley. I am joined at the table for the conclusion of our quest story arc by Connor. Hello. Derek. Hello. And Rebecca. Hey. Before we jump into it, let's get to know each other a little bit better using our pod decks interview deck. And today's question is, if you had to teach a class on one thing, what would you teach? Can we assume that we're experts on something that we're not necessarily actually experts on? Because I don't know what I could teach with my knowledge. I guess. It doesn't say that, you know, you have to teach the class well or you have to teach it now. So I guess you could probably try to learn about it before you teach it. All right. If I have to teach something that I already know, I think it would be an organizational class. And if I could teach something 
Even though I don't know it now, it would be history. Any specific type of history or just like? Probably U.S. history. Okay. Okay. Over next. Um, if it's a class that I know how to teach, I could do something in IT, like low voltage cabling, something like that. But if it was a class that I would like to teach, it would be um, life skills. Nice. Like taxes and things? Yeah, using a phone book, ordering food. You think the phone book is necessary? Do you think I mean, some people know what a phone book is? You know what I mean. I still get phone books in the mail. Yes, we do too. Use them for anything. And at my last house, I got the whole stack for the whole street in a saran wrap thing. They never they just threw it on my porch. On your porch? Yep, they just threw it on my porch. It was your job (laughs) to distribute those, and you just took them for yourself. (laughs) Um, If I had to teach a class in something, um, I guess I could teach a class in how to use a lensometer to read prescriptions out of eyeglasses and how to. Do all the different things that are entailed in that process of discerning prescriptions and figuring out what type of lens it is and the strength and material. Become pretty good at that over the years. <laughs> nice. And what about a class that you would teach if you, you know, just had the ideal to do it? You don't need not something necessarily you're equipped to teach today. Um, if I had the ideal of how to do it, it would be cool to learn to be a, a master like sword fighter and teach a fencing class. <laughs> That, that would, would be really cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. It would be fun. I'd be in that class. <laughs> I would take it. Yeah, absolutely. What right, about I'll you? let you guys know. Uh, me, if I was to teach a class that I had to know about, um, first I would teach how to hand split firewood and start fires. That's uh, I'd do both. If I had to teach a class that I don't know anything about or I'm not like great at now, it would probably be... Something that has to do with role playing or, or being a really good GM. I think you're good great at, at it. I mean, thank you guys, but I don't think I could, you know, teach a class on it. <laughs> After a few more of these sessions, do we? <laughs> One or two, maybe. <laughs> All right, Derek, give us uh, give us the recap of the last episode. All right. After capturing the goats and heading back to the city, we encountered the high trader on the back of her giant snail where we spent some time bartering with her, and Job acquired the Magic Shepherd staff. Using that, we led a menagerie of animals back to the envoy, including squirrels and other random woodland creatures, including the goats. Upon returning, the envoy used one of the goats' minds to access the map in which we needed to use to travel Using his teleport spell, we moved kind of unsettlingly to a plane of existence that none of us had ever reached before. After arriving on the plane of existence, we were tasked with peacefully reacquiring the Envoy's cosmic cruiser from crew of Bonekind pirates. After swindling and tricking the pirates off of the boat, we then proceeded to travel through the Omniverse on our way to the Soul Collector's Menagerie. En route, we stopped briefly to encounter and observe a world eater in the process of consuming a world. After the horrors that we witnessed there, the envoy relieved us of our pain and dropped us off at the Soul Collector's Menagerie. Upon entering, we encountered two strange beasts and, with Skinny's new sword, ended the fight by turning both of them into chickens. Proceeding into the compound, we came across an exhibit. Upon entering the exhibit where we encountered the surrogate, We had to solve the puzzle of the moving floor in order to proceed into the next room, where we encountered murder hornets. With Nerd almost dying in the encounter, the party was able to overcome and move on to proceed even deeper into the zoo. 
Okay, so now that we're back, start of a new session. Um, everybody recover 10 HP, or up to 10 HP, and 5 AP. Did you not take any damage at all? I didn't take any damage Dang. last session. All right, well, I know who I'm targeting now. Stayed back, <laughs> used my splitting image. Okay. Um, for the AP gain, that doesn't have, like, a, a cap, right? It does, at 10. At 10? Okay. Yep. okay. Should use more for less time. Okay. And everybody also pick an ability. Skinny, you got yours ready? Yeah, I do. What'd you pick? Um, I chose Intercept. This is one of the tactics branch. It's for 1 AP. If a nearby NPC is about to attack someone, you may rush to intercept the attack. You must say you're using this ability as soon as the guide declares the attack. The NPC makes their attack on you instead. When you intercept the attack, the attacker immediately becomes affected by your provoke ability. Awesome. Who's ready? So uh, for Job's next skill, he takes the illusory creature skill in the mannequin's tract of the magician, which allows him to create a convincing illusion of a creature that he can imagine. It appears close by and has 6 HP and vanishes when it reaches zero. It is a creature with which I have a telepathic bond and I can control it or have it to have a set routes or give it goals that it can do like, you know, don't let anyone pass this area or clean this house up, things like that, that it can do on its own. So I don't have to micromanage it entirely. Cool. All right. And Nert? Nert is going to take the smite ability, the next one in the uh, wrath chain. Uh, you speak a word or phrase condemning a nearby creature that you can see. You engulf the target in a radiant flame, hitting it for 10 HP. If the damage dealt is enough to kill the creature, it explodes into ash, and its body and spirit are permanently obliterated. If you destroy a creature with smite, roll a die. On a 2 through 20, nothing happens. On a 1, the creature's spirit becomes a dark passenger in mind. You never know when it may decide to speak to you or observe your behavior. Wow. Crazy dope. Crazy 10 powerful. HP? Yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay. Cool. Sounds great. So, where we last left off, the three of you found yourself on the elevator in the center of the cosmic zoo. What floor do we want to go to? Just not the top one. Is the one I don't want to go to. I would also like to avoid the top floor. Well, how many floors are there? Because don't we want to go to the one just below the top floor? That is where the surrogate said we would usually find the soul collector. Do any of the buttons say cats next to them? So there's only three buttons. Unlike our elevators in this world, there are no real walls. Like, you're not enclosed. It's it's a pretty large space. You get the feeling a lot of big creatures can get moved through this transportation system. There are only three buttons. They're stacked on top of each other. The top one is green, the middle one is red, and the bottom one is also green. Well, I assume maybe red is the one we're on. It might just be, you know, go up, stop, or go down. Oh, that probably could be too. Hmm. I don't, I'm not very good at puzzles, so whatever you guys want. I say we go up. I also say we should go up. All right. But what happens if we try and go down? Are we on the ground floor? Let's go up. <laughs> Let's go up. Yeah, that sounds smart. I push the top green button. Okay. Um, as you push it, your skin starts to like itch a little bit on your one arm. And on your stomach. And you know how you, you get a feeling when you're going to throw up that you're like kind of sweaty? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're feeling that. You're feeling a little nauseous and your, your skin is, is getting like uncomfortably itchy. And uh, as you kind of like pull open your robes a little bit, there's a patch of like some really hard, scaly, almost coral-like skin in the middle of your stomach. 
No, uh, what the hell is that? I, I'm guessing that when we we fought those crustaceans, that when I got impaled. Oh. Yeah, I'm not feeling so good right now. Oh no, I don't. I don't think I have a way of helping. That must be what those pirates were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's starting to make a lot more sense now. And they were like, "Yeah, you're kind of like a bone kind." Hmm. Um. Um. Yeah. And anyways, skinny, you may, you push the button. You make a roll for me. Oof, five. Okay. The elevator begins to rapidly ascend, passing floor after floor. On a five, you have no idea, you know, where it's going. Are you going to try to stop it? Yeah, I'm going to push the red button. Okay. You push the button, and it slows to a stop in the middle of a large room that has several rows of chairs in it. That are occupied by, like, all sorts of different humanoid creatures sitting, staring at a central stage where there is an auctioneer and a large red slug-like creature inside of a cage up on up on the stage. Perhaps I should watch the auction and you guys could look for the, the soul collector. The surrogate did say they sometimes auction off yes. the new things they capture. I'd like to not miss the cat. Should we... Separate or stay together? I don't know. But we should be quick on this elevator. Alright, I think maybe we should all get out here. Quietly, maybe, as to not draw attention. Okay. Yeah, nobody just... turns around to look at you guys, necessarily. You know, nobody else is moving around in this room. You just see some paddles raised as the auctioneers, you know, doing their auctioneer thing. Are there any free chairs? You want to try and slip into the back row, or into the free chairs towards the back? Yeah, there's chairs in the back. Skinny's going to move as little as possible as to not make a bunch of noise. Are they like the metal chairs, the metal foldy chairs? No, they're they're nicer than that. Oh, okay. Well, if I don't think I'll make a lot of noise, I will sit down too. Okay. So you guys sit down, and there's this auction happening around you. And this price for this slug continues to go higher and higher um, as it belches, and like a burst of fire comes out of its mouth and, and kind of hits the wall of this magical cage that it's in. Well, that's definitely not the cat. No, I would say not. Definitely not. <laughs> Shall we just wait for the next creature? Um, I think so. I'm going to move down the aisle and see if it looks like anyone's already purchased the cat and it's hanging out anywhere. Oh, that's a good idea. Nurt, were you going to say something? I was going to say maybe we try and slip into the back where they're keeping the animals right now. Usually auctions are fairly hectic. That's they a might good not idea. notice couple of people especially if we're not like in a group walking through if we just kind of like split up and walk through the back we might be able to find yeah perhaps i should stay here in a central location so i can you know wave one of you down if the other one finds something i do agree that you are the most uh unique character that we've seen in here other than that slug so far and then maybe you should just stay seated while we take a look around yes if you find anything come to one of these doorways here and just wave and i'll try to get the other one's attention and come get you Sounds like a plan. All right. Okay, both of you roll roll some d20s to see if you can stealthily and sneakily walk around. That's a no. That's a two. Ooh. I don't know why I use that dice. And a seven. Nice. You guys both um, very obviously walk through these doors, and, like, there's some attendants here, and they're all dressed the same, and it is not at all what the two of you are, are dressed like. And you stick out immediately. And from each door, the both of you get caught. And um, some of the guards that you ran into down in the foyer are standing there. And they just kind of grunt and point back through the door. And uh, their partners lower their spears 
at each of you, forcing you back through the doorways and into the auction room. No, bathroom. <laughs> bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and he jabs at you with his spear. Oh, wait, okay, okay. Go ahead. My, my mistake. I will go back to my chair. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's sharp, talkative. Right. What are you two doing back so soon? There's more of those guards that you chicken ate before. Oh. <laughs> That's a great term for it. <laughs> okay, well, plan A maybe didn't work. What's your suggestion? Well, we can either both go back to the same door we should go and convince other. the guards that we should go past in one of several ways, or we can go to another floor on the elevator. Well, I noticed you're not dressed like someone that should be behind the doors, maybe. Good point. Do we see any attendants that are possibly separated from the group? <laughs> not really. Everyone that is going through seems to have a job. And, you know, if they do cross, they're crossing in front of the stage and going through the other, one of the other doors. Job, do you maybe have a magic trick that would illusory give you one of these outfits? The gavel bangs right as you say that. Sold! Bring out the next creature! And um, the slug gets wheeled away, and the next creature that gets wheeled in and its place is in a gigantic enclosure. Um, and it's a large glowing worm. W-Y-R-M. Not worm. Like uh, Heidi Klum worm. <laughs> I was thinking like the glow worm toy that we all probably had as kids. No, more. it, lo- it looks like a dragon without wings. arms. Okay. And wings. And it's glowing. It, it looks magical in nature. It's yellow, iridescent. Well, I'd like to bid on one of those, but I think we should stick to what we're doing. I'm not sure we can afford anything here. Well, no, but if we're going to steal the cat, we could maybe steal this really cool glowing thing. Let's start the bidding at 5,000 bags of shinies. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, what is our plan? Well, we definitely can't afford this, but I'm glad that I saw it. <laughs> Let's leave the auction and... Return to the elevator and try a higher floor. All right, all right, that sounds good. If we have to come back here, we will. Head towards the elevator. Hit the up button. You hit the up button? Sure, I'll hit the up button. Make a roll for me. Four. Four. Okay. You proceed up a few more floors before you hit the red button again. And you are stopped on a floor that is surrounded by... Um, it looks like a kitchen of types, and there's just like a bunch of different creatures making different types of food. Doesn't necessarily look like food that you guys would eat. It looks like food to feed the zoo's inhabitants. Perhaps there's a chart that tells us where things are if this is the feeding area. That's as good a thought as any I've had. Let's go take a look around the kibble factory. <laughs> okay. Everybody make rolls, investigation rolls. Eleven. Eight. Eight. Okay. Joe, you're the one that finds kind of a feeding schedule and list of where different creatures are being held. Perfect. Guys, I found a schedule. Oh, good. Let me see if I can find out if there's cats listed or felines or something close. Pardon me for a moment while I scrutinize this list. Okay. As you look through, um, you know, there's just a, a... ton of creatures listed but luckily it is listed by four and on the top floor it just says beware um getting reinforcements not to go to the top floor (laughs) yes um however the top floor is also labeled release room the floor underneath that is soul collectors private quarters and private collection and under that 
you do see the name Ripley written, and next to it, Kitten Chow. On the floor of the Soul Collector? Yes. All right, guys, this is it. It says Ripley, clear as I've ever seen it on this schedule here, in the Soul Collector's private collection. Oh, man, I was really hoping to avoid that one. I also was really hoping we could just, you know... Sneak in, sneak out kind of a deal. Just buy it from the auction. I'm gonna turn around and yell, Where's the where's the kitty chow for the for the soul collector's new pet? See if anybody answers. Yeah, um you get lots of stares as you are dressed not like anybody in this room once again. And um several of those guards come rushing back over <coughs> and jabbing at you. <coughs> and pointing down. <coughs> indicating that they don't think you should be anywhere past the auction floor. We're going to head back to the elevator Yep. and hit the up button. <laughs> okay, who's hitting the button? Job's going to try his luck with the button. It's a 14. Okay, you guys fly up a few more floors before hitting the button. And as you do, you are stopped at a room that is covered in bright white marble and gold trim. It's beautifully lit. It's got exotic plants. Um, it's got exotic sounds and even exotic smells. And as you guys look around, you can see that there are a number of creatures that are kept on gold chains, just like in different areas of this room. Um, it's not labeled, you know, Soul Collector's Room <laughs> or anything like that. But you do get the feeling you might be on the right path. These creatures certainly seem to be taken care of better than some of the other ones that we've seen at the auction. Mm. Well, that's good. That's good for this cat we're looking for. I can't imagine that this is somebody else's collection. This has got to be his private stuff. Start walking around and going, here, kitty, kitty, kitty. (laughs) And listening for what sounds I hear. Okay. Make a roll for me. I'm throwing all my dice out. (laughs) Which is a five. A five. You're just like walking around, in around, and um, you hear like a purring coming from uh, this like group of shrubbery that has like a nice deep pond to it. And like it sounds like a cat is in these bushes. And as you lean down and kind of like move some of these away. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Yeah, a cat is staring back at you, but it is um, more like one of the caracals that Sid and Felix, that Felix of Sid and Felix is, and it reaches out and swats you with its gigantic paw, doing two HP damage. No, kitty, kitty. Okay, not that way. Not that way. I'm gonna try my luck. I'm gonna jump back and take one of the morsels of food that I have and just toss it into the bush. Nice. (laughs) Now, I'll I'm going to take a look around and okay. see if I can find a less vicious cat. 14. 14. You're kind of getting the lay of the land here, understanding that different creatures kind of have their own different little environments in this room. Now, none of them are that big, um, but maybe it gives them a little bit more of a homey feel outside of a cage. You find your way down through some winding paths, and you come across in front of you a creature looks like seemingly looks like a woman sitting staring out a large window that's looking out into the um space beyond you and a black and white cat 
sitting on a chair across from her. Oh, no. Perhaps we should use this time to plan. Yes, I would agree. Its back is still turned. Hopefully it doesn't have some sort of extra sensory perception of us, but this this seems like what the tyrant described had come through the portal and taken his cat, and there's also a small cat attached to it, so I think we have found our I think so, our soul too. collector. Uh, I will spend three AP to use plan. Uh, if you have time, you may plan and ambush your enemies, meaning we take the first round. Before action, each PC says what they will do on their first turn, and then all of those things happen simultaneously. So, I'm definitely going to either use Bedazzle, which summons like four magical bolts that I can shoot at the same thing, and if they all hit the same target, then they become mesmerized and unable to move, I believe. I also have a Loosen ability, which I can use to make anything that's fastened become undone. So like if they're wearing a belt or have something armor can fall off or their items fall out of their pockets. I think you should use that first one after because I'm assuming that that mesmerize breaks if it's if they're hurt. I do believe that is the case. You should use that after if we decide to hit her with yeah, I damage could, attacks. I could also use overpower and just grapple her too for a turn. Use that too. Each bolt hits for 2 HP damage and yeah, mesmerize. Mesmerize is a magic trick. Riley, mm-hmm. can I throw the hammer? It does say the spell ends its creature's harm. Yes. It also says mesmerize only works on commoners or minions. So uh, this might They might not get mesmerized. Yeah, I'll let you throw the hammer, sure. Okay. Oh, is that the same with overpower? Oh, yeah, I think it is. No, because she's think a it's boss. Only so. Yeah. so we just want to come down. Come down as hard as we can. On come down this as lady. hard as we can, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what, what's everybody doing? Um... I'm going to wild attack with my squiggly sword. Okay. I'm going to use Fiery Avenger on the bow and shooter. Okay. So Phantom Menace will let me read the mind of a nearby NPC and produce an illusion that they find extremely irritating. Will that work on a boss? Does it say it won't? It does not expressly say that it won't. I guess if it doesn't say it won't, it probably would. Okay. Something's got to work on a boss. So you want to go first? Should I create the Phantom Menace to distract it and follow up with hitting it, or should we hit it with all we got first and then distract? I feel like we should hit it, then distract it. That should give us an opportunity to hit it again and grab the cat. Who's gonna grab the cat? I I can grab the cat if no one wants to. We'll see who has an opportunity. You have the the least likelihood of getting scratched somewhere vulnerable. Yes, that is true. I can, is true. I'll grab the cat after I attack. For my first attack, I will use the bedazzle and shoot all four of the prismatic bolts at the soul collector. All right. No, and myself are going first, correct? I think our first attacks are all going to happen at the same time. Oh, yeah. And it won't matter because that attack won't work on the soul collector anyway. All right. The me- mesmerized. Right. So. Yeah. Okay, so Skinny, you're going to wild attack? Yep. Nert, you're going to fire... Uh, an arrow from your short shot bow with Fiery Avenger yep. on it. And you are going to use Bedazzle? Yes. Okay. Everybody roll for your attack. I rolled a 12. So that does double damage. Okay. So four. 19. 19. And so that's three for you. Okay. 
Bedazzle is a spell. I don't think I have to roll for it. Okay, so how much does it do? It is four bolts that do two HP damage each. Okay, so that is a total of eight. Affirmative. Four. Four. Total of 15. Total of 15. Okay, so you all rush this creature that is sitting across from the cat. Um, striking it simultaneously with, with magical bolts of light uh, and arrow and skinny you rush in with your sword um, attacking it and you guys do a tremendous amount of damage in this game all at one time and skinny as you as you wild attack and f- hit it for the final life point that it has um, it reverts into a chicken Man, this whole time I thought you were going to say, and it was an illusion the whole time. I was time. thinking that too. I was, I was like, like, oh man. I was waiting for it to be a trap. It's going to be yep. like that werewolf situation all over again. Huge mistake. <laughs> and as you do this, it happens so fast that the cat like jumps over the back of the chair. It goes in and kind of hides next to a box looking at the three of you. Are you Ripley the cat? Yes, I oh. sure am. Oh, oh. I didn't. Really expect Talk. you to speak back, but all right. Why are you all here? To rescue you. Rescue me? Yeah. You you want to go live with that um, guy that rules the No, I world? don't want to live with him. That's why I left. Oh. We were sent here to retrieve you. Of course you were. By that annoying little brat? Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. That is unfortunate. I am sorry you have come so far, but I don't wish to go back there. What is your relation with this creature that we just chickenized? The soul collector? Yes. Yes, it's, that's very unfortunate that you did that to her. Um, maybe not the best woman, but she always helped me out of a tight spot. See, I uh, I am Ripley, and I am a wizard. Mm. However, I got Dimitri. stuck into a cat form. So I go and I hang out with different families, and I observe, and I, you know... I kind of just lounge around a lot. And then when I'm done and bored, the soul collector comes and swoops me away, and then we go find somewhere else for me to live. So she was really doing me the big old favor. Oh. Well, I apologize for killing your friend. You want to go hang out with our new friend, the envoy? He's got a boat, travels through space. You also likes to observe things. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I, I have heard of him, although I don't think he's heard of me. Um... But no, that's not kind of, that's a lot of adventuring for me. I'm more of a kind of hanging out cat. Like I don't, I've been around a long time and I like to just laze around. Usually in places where people have lots of money because they they just spend it on me. Look at my gold chain. Well, that is beautiful chain. Yes. Is there a way for you to revert my friend from chicken form? Possibly. Well, no. maybe it wears off with time. I just got this sword and found out what it does pretty with, much just now. With your friend being a chicken, doesn't that put you in control of this place? Oh, no. I I, I have no want to, to control this place. It's kind of grimy. But she's always done a good service by me. So here's our predicament. Mm. We have been sent to retrieve you in return for not having our heads disconnected from the rest of our bodies. Yes, under threat of death. So, okay. We really should try to bring you back. But we also... 
hear you saying you don't want to go back. You can try. No. <laughs> um, if, if we can find a way to revert your friend back to her previous form, would you consider going back to the little brat for a little while? And then being re-rescued? No. no. But it would keep us from dying. Sounds like a pretty hefty you problem if I'm not... If I'm, I don't want to go back there. He's he's kind of a jackass. What powers do you possess still as a wizard in your cat form? Oh, many. Okay. Do you know that if we can unchickenate your your friend here, are you familiar with the squiggly sword? I the squiggly sword. That's not. No, that's not come up. That particular name hasn't come up in my. I show him the sword. This sword. I don't. I just call it the squiggly sword. I don't know what it could be. We should chickenate him. We can oh, illusory I'm... creature him if they can figure out how to bring us back. And I'm like, illusory creature, just pretend that you're a cat for a little bit, and then it'll just vanish at some point. And hopefully we'll have our lives spared, and the tyrant will be well. reunited with his Ripley. Can I ratcon and just take the fizzle? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know magic anymore. <laughs> oh, I do know that sword. That sword's name is Cluck You. Oh, well, <laughs> I like that. I'm yeah. going to keep calling it the squiggly sword, though. Oh, well, all right. It's not its name, but... What about the chickenator? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a chicken university to me. Okay. So is there a way to reverse this problem? Oh, probably. I can't say that I'm a fan of her, either. Okay, okay. so you're fine with her being a chicken. <laughs> what if What if one of us stays and takes over the menagerie? What, what, how, how did she retrieve you from where you were? Was it? Well, she used a spell to come and open a portal, and then she popped out, grabbed me like always, and then we, you know, she didn't close it. We just popped on back through to here. Well, the only problem is we forgot my pillow. Oh, your, I noticed your pillow. I asked if we should bring it, and I was told no. I wish you had. Me too now. I that thought of it. comfiest pillow that has ever been made. It looked quite fluffy. So what? If you could retrieve it for me. Now, I could give you something very special. Well, that would be great, but I don't even have a clue how we're getting out of here. Yeah, you probably shouldn't have chickenated the only person that knew. Hmm. Well, we were told to, you know, not to knock, so... Hansa is twenty twenty, they say. Probably. Now, how can we get you back? Does she have any, you know, spell books, or are these just things she just, you know... Nose off the top of her head, just like, boop, there's a portal. We could probably, like, shoot you out of a cosmic cannon. Well, that does sound thrilling. I'm a little nervous. I'm still trying to figure out how to get Ripley here back so we don't get killed. Will you come with us to get us our freedom and then, well, perhaps murder a bunch of people in the castle and give you your pillow and you can disappear? Why don't you just leave me out of it and go get my pillow? Well, it is a lot of traveling. (laughs) That is a lot of traveling. That is... that is. If you could get us around the traveling, then I would be happy. As a wizard, do you know the snap spell? I do. I'm rusty. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. We could probably... You do a solid for me. I'll do a solid for you. Go ahead. Okay. On the one floor above this, there's a button. That button will release every creature inside the zoo. 
And then we can travel down to the Cosmic Cannon and we'll all shoot back to Ecthelion. So you want us to release all the animals in the zoo? Yeah, why not? We yeah. were explicitly told many times not to go into the top floor. Yes, very dangerous up there. Oh, we also have a friend we'd like to bring home, too. He's waiting out front. With two more chickens. More. Chickens. We don't need the chickens. I don't really care about them, but I would like to take our little friend. Well, has he been here? Yes. He was locked in an exhibit on the bottom floor. So you push the button, and he flies back to his home. Oh, it's that kind of button. It just brings everybody back to their home. Oh. Well, all right, then. <laughs> I think this is his home, but I, what do I know? I don't know. This cat could be trying to trick us, guys. Let's go push the button. Yeah, I say we listen to this cat. What do we got to lose? Okay. Even if we get stuck here, they can't kill us here in the court there. I can make an illusory cat. We can trick the tyrant. Well, that sounds good. Briefly, at least. <laughs> Long enough to get in and get out, I suppose. Is there a spare chain somewhere in the the floor we're on? Like a big chain that... No, just another chain that's holding the animals like the one the cat has. To complete the illusion. <laughs> oh, so Ripley's chain's not... Ripley's chain's like his collar. Ripley's not held on to Oh, I thought you said that like they had little... Cha- oh, you so meant they just had little gold collars so on them. Every every other creature in here is chained to the wall. That's ah, a- okay. Ripley is not. Ripley's just blinged out. Is there, a, <laughs> is there a free chain hooked to the wall? A little one? Not one that matches his, no. No, I just want to hook the chicken up. Um, make, a, make a roll. See if we find one. 18. Okay. Yeah, sure. There's a chain. I'll hook the chicken up in his own little spot and chain him and hook him to a wall. Okay. Okay, to the elevator to go to the floor that says beware, do not go. Yes, I I am dreading this action, but... You should probably make a plan. Worked well the first time. Yes, we can make a plan. What is the plan? Meet me back down here when you're you're done, by the way. I think that should go without saying. Okay. Okay. Uh, So let's take this time to make a plan... But, uh, I don't know what the plan is. Walk towards the elevators. Yeah, we're having this discussion in the elevator. No, push the button. Do I have to roll to get to the top floor? No, you're able to get to the top floor as, as, when you notice if you left the button, you know, pushed, it'll just continue to go. And so it just goes up the, the one last floor. And as the elevator settles into this room, it's eerily dark, and there's a purple and green mist that's kind of rolling around the whole room. And it's it's kind of assaults you guys as you guys move into it or are pushed into it by the elevator. I'm gonna launch a fiery arrow in an arc to see if I can illuminate anything. Okay, um, it does not illuminate like you would expect. Nothing, it's a, just like nope. a little. Yeah, you can see the arrow, but it doesn't but seem yeah. to light up much else. Kind of like shooting through fog. Exactly. All right. Oh, that wasn't useful. Each of you have kind of the same feeling of, you know, disquieting anticipation as you wonder what, what is exactly up here. Um, well, should we just get to looking for this button? I don't want to spend too much time up here. Yes, absolutely. Would agree. Look for I'm going to look for this button with a 15. I got a 14. I got a 7. Okay. Um, as you guys are wandering, yeah. Uh, Job, you feel a stiff breeze at your back. 
just blowing pretty consistently. And with each step you take, it gets stronger and stronger. You guys feel that pretty significant gust of wind? Is it hot or cold? I mean, it's cold. It's not a hot breeze. It's a cold breeze, so it's probably not breath. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is good to hear. Unless it's the breath of, like, an ice dragon. Wasn't sure there were auctioning off a worm on the bottom, on the lower floors. You never know. Make an initiative roll, Job. It's just about to turn around. Eight. (laughs) Eight. Um, Yeah, so with that, you do turn around, right? (laughs) If that's what you were just about to do. And very close to you, you see a face in the mist, and it shifts. And as you're looking, you can make out that there are dozens of eyes in this one round circle, and you see a green mouth open with just rows after row of teeth. Guys, there is something very bad in here. It's very scary. Um, I had rolled the 15 to find a button. Can I <laughs> press the button that I may find? Anything about these buttons we're looking for? <laughs> oh no, it attacks with a 1. Um, so it like comes at you, and instead of doing any damage, it sort of like dissipates around you and reforms around your back. Okay. Guys, I feel like a ghost just moved through me. This thing with dozens of eyes and rows of teeth just kind of went through around me. What? Yeah. It's scary. We should get the hell out of here as fast as possible. Find these buttons. Yeah, it's time to find a button. I'm touching the walls like crazy. Looking for buttons. Okay. You come to a pedestal in the middle of the room and it's got a flat top there's no actual button but it's the only structure that you've been able able to find and you're like scrambling around on it when you feel a breeze hit your back oh man i don't like that got pushed down on the pedestal you can try you want me to like roll a sure okay because it was 17 okay so when with a 17, actually, like, you're pushing around, and the pedestal's top does begin to glow. There are several symbols on it. However, roll for initiative. 15. Okay. Um, in front of you, from the other side of the pedestal, as you're scrambling around, you see dozens of eyes appear in front of you, and a large mouth with row after row of teeth um, encased in this purple and green smoke. Its jaw widens as it's coming towards you. But you do have the first move. I'm going to take my big bastard sword and try to stab it in the roof of the mouth. Okay. 16. Nice. 16 is a hit. About time. And how much does that do? Just a typical two. Okay. As you stab it... Wait, wait. If I use counter or wild attack, it does double damage. So Did you say you were using wild attack? No. Then you didn't use wild Damn attack. Damn it. So you stab it in its mouth, and as your sword goes up into it, its jaw closes around you, and uh, it does 4 HP damage. Nert, you see that petrified look on Skinny over there? I think they're seeing the monster that I just saw. <laughs> I'm inside of it now. That's great. You're, you're not inside of it. It bites onto you and kind of moves moves through you after that. Gentlemen, I do not like being in here anymore. We should get out. Get pushing this button. This thing is glowing. 
I don't know if you want to help me with that. Yeah, I'm going to run over to it and see what I can see out of the pedestal. Okay. On your way over, you feel a breeze blowing towards you as you run towards Skinny. Roll initiative. Eleven. Okay. Um, As you're running, all of a sudden, dozens of eyes... (laughs) appear in front of you, kind of stopping you in your tracks, and then a large mouth with several rows of teeth forms, and this creature out of the purple and green smoke takes form in front of you. You do get the first move, though. Oh. Use thunderous word. Nice. Uh, Hit it for 2 HP damage and knock it back. Okay. When you do that, um, you knock it back into the darkness, and then you cannot see it anymore. Okay. I'm going to continue running to the pedestal. Is it going to attack me? You don't see it. No. Okay. I'm going to keep moving to the pedestal. Okay. Job, what are you doing? I'm making my way towards the rest of the group at the pedestal. Okay. As you're all fumbling around, everybody give me a roll. Five. Twenty. You got a twenty? Yeah. (laughs) Two. No shit. All right. Um, Nerd, you're the only one, like, in your studies in the Temple of the Guardian. You recognize some of these symbols, actually. And there's like a sequence to the buttons that need to be pushed. And you're able to figure out what the first one is. And you push this button, and blue light begins to glow from (laughs) the first one. However, everybody, roll initiative. 18. 3. 7. Okay. As you're all fumbling around on this switch, and the first light begins to glow... All three of you feel the wind kind of whip around you and uh, begin to pick up. And suddenly, directly over top of all three of you and above the pedestal, this creature, all of its eyes appear as well as its mouth. Skinny, you notice it before it's fully formed, and you actually get the first move. Well, thank goodness for that. I'm going to wild attack. Um, I do double damage, but the enemy can counterattack. It does not. It only rolls a four for a counterattack. Well, if it only rolls a four for a counterattack, then... You can't counterattack a counterattack. Damn it. <laughs> That's, lame. That's called attacking. Well, you know, the <laughs> enemy still rolls at five or worse. I may attack them immediately. A counterattack is not a turn. Yes, but it's counterattacking you. Well, I'm going to counterattack again. Isn't you every attack the after the first one a counter-attack? You do get the chance, because it rolls a four as it continues its attack towards you. So you can try to counter-attack. Yes. Twelve. Okay. Three. Really finagled my way out of that one. And Nert, that is your turn. Now, having seen this thing, I am going to put a sigil on the pe- on the pedestal that repels this thing brilliant okay and it moves away from this pedestal quick thinking nerd yeah i'm hoping that buys us a little bit of time this is the first button we got to figure out the sequence that these go in point to the one that nerd make another roll okay oh my god (laughs) not like that man 16 (laughs) 16 Alright, um, you're able to find the second button, and as you push this one, a yellow light begins to emanate from beneath it. Oh, that's good. And there seems to be only one button left, so it shouldn't be difficult to push that one, as <laughs> that's the three. sequence. And as you push the last one, and a red light begins to glow from underneath that one, 
the entire room begins to have like deep red flashing lights and within moments a another pedestal rises on the other side of the room and is glowing emitting a, another red light from it I'm going to run towards that one and I run towards it as well yep so the creature has like formed itself over the elevator standing between you guys you can see it now because of the red flashing lights Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's not trying to get close to you or the pedestal but as soon as you leave where the sigils affected area is the creature once again begins its attack at you guys so let's start with Job because he didn't get a chance to go last time um, I'm going to cast Phantom Menace and peer into the mind of this creature and find out what really annoys it and conjure an image of it and have it just chase this around the outside most perimeter of the room away from us. This will last for 10 minutes and it will draw and provoke the creature's full attention. There you go. That's much better. I was going to distract it with myself. <laughs> I had enough to do one more sigil. <laughs> I was like, you are going down a lot. I got a little bit of AP left. That one's only two, so... All right, you peer into the mind of this creature, and it is bedazzling... 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 Bedazzlingly weird. You want to try to say that again, or...? It is bedazzlingly... No. (laughs) It is outrageously strange. The thoughts that this creature has does not follow the same logical path of, you know, any creature that you could conceive as sentient, as it kind of spins and spirals through different pathways. But eventually you find one thing that irritates it more than anything. At the core of its memories is a very old-looking woman dressed in clothes that look like it would be a judge back in, well, in our times. It be like a judge. She's dressed in long black robes. She's got the white collar. She's got a large book under her under her arm. The memories is standing on a stage um, directing orders at a group of people that you can't see and passing judgments. Oh my. So I have this judge just moving around and pointing and yelling at the creature with some massive eyes and teeth. As soon as you do that and it's running around, it gets the creature's full attention. It's it's going at this uh, old woman ferociously. And you guys have a clear path to the bottom. That is not what I would have imagined terrified that thing. Yes, me know. either. It's not terrified, right? Oh, it's no, annoying. it's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Still not what I was expecting, but all right. I thought it was going to be the soul collector. Depends on what this thing is. Well, let's push these buttons and maybe yeah, try let's... to find out later. Yeah. No, I'm going to leave the button pushing to you. You've been much better at it. Okay. I'm going to push the first button. Wait. There's only one button. Oh, no, I'm just going to push the button for a nine. <laughs> My God. <laughs> the button is very slow to push. Like You're giving it all you got, and it's moving, but not at a fast pace. I will help. We're right. six. <laughs> I also throw my hand in there like we're about to do a team building exercise and chant go team. An 11. Go Job. <laughs> With all three of you pushing, it's inevitable that this button's going to go down. 
And as it clunks down to its final resting place, you guys hear like a hissing coming from almost you know everywhere Everywhere. around you. Um, And suddenly you guys look at the creature that is in this room with you and it begins to glow yellow and then in an instant is beamed out of this room and out like directly out through the wall. Huh. Well, it's gone. That must be the cosmic cannon. Must be. Surprised that we're all still here, but I guess now we go back down and see that cat. Yes, let's go grab the cat. Hopefully he didn't hoodwink us. Well, we'll find out. Okay, you guys take the elevator down one floor. It's tricky. You guys are like up and down on a couple of them before you land on the right one. But you do. And walking down the pathway that you went before to find the Soul Collector and Ripley, you see just Ripley sitting there. And he's just like kind of licking his paw until he sees you guys come in and he puts it down. It seems that you did it. Yes, should we go? How do we get out of here? Do Shall we scoop you? Is that rude? Kind of rude, yes. Okay, well, I'm not sure how to... I don't need to be scooped. Okay, well, come with us then, I suppose. A deal's a deal. Here's the thing. I will get us back to Echthilion using the Cosmic Cannon. You all need to get my pillow back. Well, uh, all right. We, yeah, can, I, we can do that. We can do that. You said you can trick him. The tyrant, right? I mean, I can bamboozle him. I can also create an illusory Ripley if he will part with his chain, because I don't think it'll do that much. Hmm. Can an illusion wear a chain? Or will it just fall through? I don't through? know. Okay. Maybe we can just say the chain wasn't there when we found him. <laughs> Ripley, are you coming back here? Where? Are you, what are you doing? I'll go with you. However, I, I've thought it over. The envoy wouldn't mind. I might travel with him for a bit. Maybe he could drop me off somewhere. I saw this delicious-looking red planet on my way over here. Oh, that's that's no longer yeah, where got, you think it was. That got destroyed. Kitty Kibble World was destroyed? My Ye- deepest, sincerest apologies. Giant, giant <laughs> jellyfish-looking thing with teeth. Our condolences to, oh, to Kitty World. I had no real tie. Okay, well, let's get going while we still can. It was mostly just a planet of food. Should we try and... Seems fitting that it got eaten. Yes. Should, should we try and wave down the envoy? He's not expecting us to go back. I think he was expecting to pick us up. Was he? He just left. He I didn't, didn't think he was coming back. He didn't seem very concerned with us. No? Okay. <laughs> he, he didn't even really stop when we got here. He just kind of pulled up close and kicked us out. Yes, you'd think he'd tell us how to get out of there, out of here, but whatever. Let's let's get going. Come yeah. on, Ripley. And Ripley walks, gets up and walks over to the elevator, and waits for you guys. We all He's head to the elevator. What what floor are we going to? I will tell you when to stop. Just hit down, hold the button, and hit stop. Stop. Okay. And you guys are stopped on a, on a just a random floor that has like this large mechanical looking cannon to it and he's like this is a pretty rudimentary way of getting back the soul collector usually only used these to launch specimens that were really problematic away well so, does it have like a, a dampening effect when we land I, mean, I don't know <laughs> I me mean, i don't know 
Well, we keep my fingers crossed. Everybody climb in. Let's like, do it. Similar to the elevator, it's just a disc that you stand on, and it's going to, like, turn you into, I don't know, <laughs> stardust. Should we stop and get a snack bar quick? No. <laughs> okay. And sh- shoot you guys into uh, the pre programs uh Destination. Destination, yeah. Make sure you spell Ecthelion right. I'm not spelling nothing. Somebody else will handle that. I'm just going to think of that. it in my mind. I can't spell very well. No, and remember, this... don't let him see me. Yes. I don't want to go back. All right. He is a brat. He seemed it. He he was. All right. Ready? Yep. Push One. the button. More buttons. Push it. All right. Here we go. And you guys click. Like, your whole bodies turn into this white light, yellow light, bright light, and are flung at an amazing pace through the cosmos, faster than you were in the Cosmic Cruiser. And you guys are dumped in the courtyard of the Golden City in Ecthelion. As soon as we land, I'm up trucking. Yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Meow. And uh, as soon as he lands, Ripley acts like a cat and, like, takes off out of the middle of the courtyard. Um, I cast my illusory creature spell to recreate a Ripley that looks just like him. Nice. And he just walks with us. Should we tell the tyrant that we would like that pillow? How are we going to get this pillow? I think we're going to have to steal separately. Are we just going to start a big brawl? Because I'm, I'm ready to just fight everybody in there. I am not. I would like to avoid that. I mean, I could take some hits, but I don't have much uh, of my magic left. <laughs> Maybe we can ask for it as part of our reward for bringing his cat back. <laughs> sure. We could you try can just it. commission another well, one. You're, Let's just... you're bamboozling him, aren't you? Are you going to try and trick him, too? I don't know if I need to trick him. The cat, like, looks like his cat. Let's just go in there and yeah, see we'll how it go. goes. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I do have one left, so I can bamboozle him if I need to. Okay. You guys make your way in, and the guards are, you know, looking at you funnily, but some of them have an idea of, of why you're why you're here. Others stop to inquire you. But finally you, you find one that leads you straight to the throne room and to the to the high court. And the tyrant is sitting in his chair with his large sword just kind of dragging around the floor. And he's got a lot more soldiers in here than there were the first time that you guys were in here. And his chair is moving around from group to group. Uh, people are talking to him. But he's not even responding mm-hmm. at this point. Well, good sir. I believe we have found your cat you were looking for. You! You three! Yes. Get over here! It has taken you long enough to retrieve my cat. Where is Ripley? Like right here. Right here. <laughs> oh, Ripley, come here. And he stands up from the chair and goes to um, goes to grab Ripley. Is it? How illusory is it? Can he touch it? It even feels real to the touch. All right. Um, He picks Ripley up and is just like spinning around in a circle with him over his head. Oh, my. Do we see the pillow anywhere? You can see in the throne room there is another like littler throne with a very thick pillowy cushion to it. Oh, you all did it. 
It took you so long. I've been worried. I thought you might pop through a portal in here, so I had all my people ready to shoot anybody that came through a portal. Why would you shoot us? What, what if, you're right, you what if we, we just portal here? Yeah. Gonna shoot us? What if well, we in case brought something through the portal that I didn't like. Or maybe she would come back. I don't know. It was, a, it was the best plan I had. Don't question well, me. Well, it wasn't a very good plan. Okay. But anyway, we found your cat. Yes, you did. And as payment, the three of you keep your heads. May Bargain I... at any rate. May I have the honor of placing the cat onto his fancy pillow? You think you have that sort of relationship with my dear Ripley? We have spent a lot of time with this cat. A lot of time? And you're just now getting him back? It took a lot to get back was most of the mission. Well, where was he? Where were you, Ripples? It's very hard to say where we were (laughs) or when we were. Because you lacked the ability to talk well or... He was in a soul collector's menagerie. Those words mean next to nothing to me. Well, then you have no idea what we've been through and how far we have truly traveled. You're right. And I can't say that it matters to me. Well, anyway, may I have the honor of taking this cat to his lovely pillow? Make a roll. No, it's a three. You have been awfully interested in my kitten's pillow... Since the day I met you. Listen, a lot of things are very uncomfortable for me, as I am made of bones. I thought that that pillow just looked so, so tantalizing. It is. I've sat on it before. Yeah, I and believe And it cushions my bottom quite nicely. It's a lovely pillow. May I just touch it? Seems you've done me this service, sure, you can touch it. Maybe, since we've done such a great job bringing your cat back, you should just gift this pillow to our bony friend over here. I'm sure it would be no chore for you to commission a new one. This is for Ripley's favorite <laughs> pillow. Skinny is, like, all over this pillow. He's just smushing oh, oh, it. Oh, not, 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 not like that. Not like that. Oh, well, get, get off my it. apologies. Get it off is it. just so nice. I know. And he sets Ripley down. You want me to give you Ripley's pillow? Yes. And I... Use my last AP to cast the bamboozle on him and say, that was all part of our original agreement, is we would keep our lives, we would get the pillow for the bony one, and we would be on our way once we retrieved your cat. Well, I don't remember that at all. You're a man of your word, though, aren't you? I wouldn't want to go back on that. I mean, the rumor would spread tremendously quickly. If any rumors spread, I will behead them. Come over here. And he gestures one of his, you know, treasures with with a... scroll um that keeps track of what you guys took did i guarantee them this pillow uh my lord i do not have that written down here now are you guys sure that i offered you this pillow in exchange for my cat well fuck this and i'm gonna throw the pillow over to job or nert whoever can catch it and i'm gonna draw my sword as a distraction so they can get out go on without me Get that cat his pillow. (laughs) Okay. This was all part of our original agreement. (laughs) Now I am very confused. You're making my bony friend very upset. They had their hearts set on this pillow from the moment we left on this mission. All because you promised it. Joe, nerd, get the hell out of here. I'll fight him off. I'm going to grab the pillow and run. (laughs) Okay. Nerd nerd runs away with, with the pillow. And the tyrant's just kind of looking at it. 
I, I don't know who to believe. I was going to. Oh. (laughs) You said it. You're going to attack him? Yeah, I guess. I'm going to wild attack him with the squiggling sword. Oh, fuck, a 20. I do four times the damage with my squiggly sword. With Cluck You, you attack the tyrant. And four times damage. He's just a teenage boy. Oh, um, God, and he I didn't doesn't, know that. He doesn't have even his sword in his razor or anything. And you attack him. And, like, feathers fly off the edge of your sword. And it wheezes <gasps> as you just, like, wildly attack. And he falls down. And his body begins to convulse. And he turns into a brown chicken. <laughs> and the court kind of looks around. We should run. Our business is concluded here. We wish you all an enjoyable rest of your time. <laughs> and as you guys run from the room, nobody tries to stop you. And the last thing you guys hear is like actual like chants and yeah, <laughs> <We're> <laughs> as, the tire. as you guys run out of this, out of the room and out of the castle. Oh, well, that went smoother than I expected. I thought there would be some repercussions for killing him, or I would have just killed him a long time ago, before we left. These people all did a much better job of pretending they liked him than, you know. Yes, (laughs) that I would have assumed. Okay, coming back to the courtyard, Ripley is, like, hiding behind a bush. I run up with the pillow. Here, kitty, kitty. Run! (laughs) This isn't an illusion, is it? What? No, we're here. I hit him with the pillow. Ah! <laughs> All right. Let us go. Where are we off to? Wherever you can take us. Far, Although, far away. Here, I don't think it's a problem. No one seemed upset with us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And where did you say the envoy was when you guys hung out with him? The Archipelago Spire. All right. He, like, limbers up a little. He, like, does the cat stretch thing. All right. Gather around. It's been a while since I've used any any magic. I hold the pillow like this so he can sit on it, like, in front of me. Okay, excellent. <clears throat> all right, we are... Have you all ever teleported? I'm going to assume so. I don't know how else you would have made it where you were going. He rolled a 12 on his teleport. You all arrive safely. Yay! Huzzah! Good for us. Perhaps now we can kill that man that was killing all those random people. I don't know anything about that. Well, you Is weren't that the envoy? That. No, no, no. The envoy was not that man. No, he's a giant lizard man. Oh, right, giant man who was just smashing heads. Yeah, I, I wanted it's to kill him. It's been such a journey, I forgot all about him. forgot about him, too. As oh. soon as you say, the guy that was smashing heads, from around the corner, you guys see this gigantic man, once again, with his giant hammer and his his chain. And he's coming around the corner, and he points at a civilian. And he says, you, there, you have been found guilty of the crime. Intercept. Okay. What does Intercept do? How are you guys on health and AP? <laughs> Pretty bad. I still have not been touched. Six and four. I mean, eight and one. I also... But... I'm, I'm out of AP, actually. I'm at zero. That bamboozle cleaned me out. Um, intercept. For one AP, if a nearby NPC is about to attack someone, you may rush to intercept the attack. You must say you're using the ability as soon as the guy declares the attack. The NPC makes their attack on you instead. When you intercept the attack, the attacker immediately becomes affected by Provoke. Okay. I'm going to award you all before this fight with 4 AP for doing such a tremendous job getting through and attacking the Soul Collector and fending off the fear itself. 
and Skinny, you rush up, intercepting this judge before he's able to even deliver his judgment on this NPC. What do you do? I unsheath my squiggly sword, and I don't think that I can wild attack because I already used intercept, right? Yeah, probably not. Okay. Ten is a tough choice. You can do damage to him. Um, however, he is going to wrap your feet up with the chains and pull you to the ground. Or you can just kind of rush past him and miss completely. I'll do damage. Okay. So you swing your sword, um, connecting with him, however, his armor and wrapping up your legs and dragging you down into the ground. And then... He takes his gigantic hammer and smashes it down into your little bone body, doing three damage. Anybody else helping? Oh, man, that did not feel good. Are you going to join in this fight? Um, yeah. I'll come in and I'll start with a mesmerize where I dazzle a nearby minion with an optical illusion. He um, is not a minion. He's not a minion? Okay, then I don't do that. <laughs> Um, I'm going to use my newly found four AP to bedazzle him and hit him with four bolts of prismatic light for eight damage. All right. Nice. Um, you spear him, gaining his attention with all four of these bolts of light, uh, connecting with all four of them, doing a good amount of damage. Nert, you're going to go next. Uh... After Job uses his attack, I'm going to use my new ability, Smite, and uh, going to turn towards this this guy, and I'm going to scream out in a language that I don't even understand, and all of a sudden, he's going to be engulfed in radiant blue flames, hitting him for 10 HP damage. And... Ooh. That's a one. What happens on a one? On a one, the creature's spirit becomes a dark passenger in your mind. You never know when it will, when it may decide to speak to you or observe your behavior. All right. You engulf this judge in this blue flame, and he screams wildly as, like, I don't know, you do more than half the amount of HP that he even had. And you watch as, like, it grotesquely melts away his skin down to bones, and he incinerates into this blue flame and as it dies out after killing him you hear just the tiniest little whisper in your head it's so so low volume that you can't make out what it is after this guy's all burned up i just say trespassing guilty (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna scratch my head a little bit turn towards turn towards joe that's not the only thing you're going to scratch. As you look oh at your stomach, <laughs> your entire stomach is now like this hard coral. And uh, Ripley goes, my, my, you certainly are an interesting bunch. Oh, yeah. Is uh, is there anything you can do to help with this? And I show him my, my stomach. Yeah. He jumps back. You should probably see a doctor. Anyways, bring me to where I'm going. Uh, it's right down there, and we. Perhaps the envoy point. could help with your stomach problems. I'm hoping at least he knows a doctor. Yeah. Point towards the spire and pick up the pillow again and hold it out. Okay, <laughs> and you guys 
walk in and it's no different. You know, your last few days have been completely different than your entire lives, right? So mm-hmm. it feels like big things should be happening. You get that, you know, worked up feeling that like everything is important and stuff, but nobody pays you any more mind than they usually would actually. And it's kind of sad. You expect like a, a large, you know, standing ovation or something for your efforts. Um, however, that doesn't come. And you make the arduous trek up 11 staircases to get to the shrine room. And as Ripley gets up there, he goes, eh, eh, what is all this smoke? And he starts sneezing. No one said there'd be smoke. Oh, yeah, it's a temple on the topper, on the higher levels. Eh, eh. I never even noticed the smoke before. I watched you get smashed. Yes, that does happen occasionally. You are a resilient one. I do like being in a battle. I can tell. (laughs) All right. Well, drop me off and maybe this guy can get me out of here. Well, let's go. Look for the envoy. He's standing once again at the same shrine as you guys had, uh, had found him at before. And upon coming close to him, he can sense it to you before before uh, you even get his attention. And, hello, you've all made it back, and this is the infamous Ripley, I imagine. Yes, it is. Excellent. I figured I would come back and wait a couple days to see if you returned. I realized that you didn't have an exit strategy. No, we did not. But we, we, we figured it out. I see that very resourceful. Well, the cat mostly figured it out. The cat We did. never would have figured it out on our own, but thankfully Ripley was with us. That's one hell of a cat. And Ripley chimes in, I am. T- I am one hell of a cat. This is a terrible room. <clears throat> Can we get out of here? And the envoy turns to him, and, I did not know that this cat was a special cat, or a cat that could talk. Do you have any other tricks? And uh, Ripley looks at him and goes, I have many tricks, but we need <laughs> we need to get out of here. Please bring me somewhere else. And with that, the envoy leads you guys up one more set of stairs uh, to his private quarters where you set Ripley down. Well, this is a fancy area. A fancy living space. Yes, I'm only renting. Oh. Well, on, on Mr. Envoy, we uh, we had two things that we wanted to, to discuss with you, or at least I had two things I wanted to discuss with you. Uh, one was that uh, Ripley would like to um, possibly join you as a companion, since uh, we kind of got rid of his home. <laughs> well, Ripley can come with me as long and as far as he wants. Well, that is great. The other thing is, and I, again, lift my shirt, and I, is, do you know of anyone or anything that can, I'm assuming, save me? <laughs> hmm. And he takes a, a stick and pokes you with it. Don't want to touch it myself. It looks rather contagious. Have either of you touched... Well, not you I so don't much. think I have this Have problem. you touched it? No. I don't believe so. <laughs> hmm. There is a man that calls himself a scientist in this town. He may be one to uh, look at just to see if it's contagious. He doesn't seem like a very good scientist. I found him at a bar one day. Anyways, oh, I believe we have met him. Oh. Yes, I know who you are talking about. Yeah. 
But, uh... His name is Glork. Yes, he did not seem terribly helpful. But we will seek him out, I suppose. He may not be. He may just be more interested than anything. However, it does seem like you need a doctor. Yes. Well, good luck with that. You don't know any in the medical profession? My friends, I have traveled with you for quite some time, and now I need to get to know my new traveling companion myself. I feel like I've done a considerable amount of legwork for our journeys. There's got to be one around. You may need a specialist. Well, all right. Let's check the directory in the lobby. <laughs> okay. And as you guys exit the envoy's room um, and head down towards the stairs, your sweats grow ever worse. And you hear a voice as you kind of like fall to your knees from your skin beginning to crack and sweat. You hear, I will find you in the back of your mind. And then you pass out. And that's where this adventure ends. Oh. Oh my. Good job, guys. You got Ripley back. Yeah. We did get Ripley back. And we killed the tyrant. Yeah, I was not expecting him to. Oh, you turn him into a chicken. Well, yeah. <laughs> not really what I expected, but they'll probably eat him or something. I don't know. They seem pretty happy to get <laughs> rid of him. They seem pretty upset with him, yeah. <laughs> we released a whole bunch of animals back to who knows where. <laughs> well, that's somebody else's problem. Could be your guys's, or maybe somebody else's if we ever play Quest again. Or we just sent them back to where they were originally from. Natural habitats. Natural habitats. Yeah. We did a really good thing. But what if they'd been there so long, their natural habitats were now like towns and cities, and they just like popped up in people's bedrooms? Then from what I learned about the animals that we found in there, and that were being auctioned off, those people are fucked. That is, uh... <laughs> Fire-breathing snails, glowing lizards, <laughs> glowing flying lizards, uh, whatever that mist thing was. We'll just assume they all went back to a, a peaceful <laughs> plane of their, their choice. Yes. <laughs> They're all happy. I am here to tell you, as the benevolent GM that I am, they're not all happy. <laughs> and neither are the people. Great. But... Awesome job, guys. I had such a good time playing this quest with you, or playing this arc of quest. Campaign. Playing this campaign, playing this um, five episodes of fun with you all. We love quest. It's a great system. Almost everything that we used in these five episodes comes out of the core materials. Um, if you're interested in checking out the quest RPG, head over to www.adventure.game. And that should bring you there. Um, right now they have three books. They have the core book, which is the rule book. They have the character book where you can find monsters, characters, NPCs. And they have the treasure book that has lots of the items that we used throughout this arc. They're all awesome. And Connor, you said you downloaded the, the source book the yeah. other day? Right now, the digital version of the core game book is on their website for free to download. You do have to add it to your cart and check out. But I don't think it made me enter any payment information. And I certainly didn't get charged. And that comes with all the stuff that you need to get your own adventure started. Fantastic. So we'd really like to hear what you guys thought of this story arc. It is one of our longer ones, definitely the longest one to date. Um, and we had a lot of fun doing it. So that's it for us today. See you next, next Tuesday.
Tales from the Crypt podcast is recorded in the Wolfbeard Games Studio in upstate New York. If you've enjoyed hanging out with us, please subscribe on whichever platform you listen to. If you really like us, also leave us a review. It's very helpful. If you want to follow us more, you can find us on Instagram, at Tales from the Crypt Podcast. We've enjoyed our time with you today, and we look forward to seeing you next time at Tales from the Crypt. Yep. <laughs> God, that's awesome. <laughs>